0: Hey guys, it, it's Katie. Hope everyone is having a fantastic evening. Sorry it's been so long since I've been on. Things have been a little crazy. But before I do the readings, I want to talk about something that's kind of important to me. <sighs> Making a change. You know, it's, it's hard. It's really hard to make a change when you're comfortable, well, I'm not, I don't know if comfortable is the right word, it, when you're so used to doing something a certain way and then you decide that you're tired of doing it that way and you want to do something different, it takes a lot to admit that you want to change something, to admit that you are not happy with where you are and that you could do better. And to take, to take that step and admit that you're tired of the way you're living. And you know you can do better for yourself. Is such a big thing. And that's what my husband Gary and I are realizing. Not going to go into too much detail. Um, but we have decided to make a change. And because of that. I may not be on as often. So I do apologize. If it's very, very brief. I'll try to be on at least once a week if I can. Um, but... You know, to to admit that you can do something better for yourself—that's a big step, and it's it's hard to to be okay, get out of my comfort zone, get out of doing this, and know that you can do better for yourself. We've all been there, right? We get comfortable with our day to day routine, just you know, not nothing, yeah, you know, nothing serious, just going about our lives. But then something goes off in your head and you're thinking, why am I living like this? Why am I struggling like this? To, you know, why, why don't why why am I like this? Why am I setting myself up for failure pretty much? So if you're in that predicament, take the first step and admit that you can do better for yourself. Admit that you don't want to be where you are. Admit that you can do better for yourself. Once you do that, it'll all go together. It may take a little bit of time. Um, you know, depending on the situation, it could take a couple months or it could go very quickly. Uh, like I said, not to go into too much detail with Gary and I. Um, you know, things are going to move hopefully pretty fast and um, you know, hopefully things, you know, will will moving fast uh you know, will, will, will spur us to, to continue to, to do what we're doing. Like I said, not going to go into too much detail on that, but the, the idea is if you're tired of where you are, change, let that click go in your head and be like, Oh, why am I living like this? And it took a while. It took a while for, for Gary and I both to realize that we couldn't do this on our own. And that we were tired of living like this. Doing the same thing and expecting different results isn't going to work. So don't do it. Okay? Let's do our daily readings. Alright, daily readings tonight come from... It is the 29th week of Ordinary Time. Here's your first reading. Brothers and sisters, Sin must not reign over your mortal bodies so that you obey their desires. And do not present the parts of your bodies to sin, as weapons for wickedness. But present yourselves to God as raised from the dead to life, and the parts of your bodies to God as weapons for righteousness. For sin is to not have any power over you, since you are not under the law but under grace. What then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law but under grace? Of course not! Do you not know that if you present yourselves to someone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one you obey, either of sin, which leads to death, or of obedience, which leads to righteousness? But thanks be to God that, although you were once slaves to sin, you have become obedient from the heart to the pattern of teaching to which you were entrusted. Freed from sin, you have become slaves of righteousness." Our sponsoral psalm today is, Our help is in the name of the Lord. Had not the Lord been with us, let Israel say, Had not the Lord been with us, when men rose up against us, then would they have swallowed us alive, when their fury was inflamed against us. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Then would the waters have overwhelmed us, the torrent would have swept over us, over us then would have swept the raging waters. Blessed be the Lord, who did not leave us a prey to their teeth. Our help is in the name of the Lord. We were rescued like a bird from the fowler's snare. Broken was the snare, and we were freed. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia! Stay awake, for you do not know when the Son of Man will come. Alleluia, alleluia! Gospel reading according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, Be sure of this. If the master of the house had known the hour when the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be prepared, for at any hour you do not expect the Son of Man will come. Then Peter said, Lord, is this parable meant for us or for everyone? And the Lord replied, who, then, is the faithful and prudent steward, whom the master will put in charge of his servants, to distribute the food allowance at the proper time? Blessed is that servant whom his master on arrival finds doing so. Truly I say to you, he will put him in charge of all his property. But if that servant says to himself, My master is delayed in coming, and begins to beat the manservants and the maidservants to eat and drink and get drunk, then that servant's master will come on an unexpected day at an unknown hour, and will punish the servant severely, and assign him a place with the unfaithful. That servant will know his master's will, who knew his master's will, but did not make preparations, nor act in accordance with his will, shall be beaten severely. And the servant who was ignorant of his master's will, but acted in a way deserving of a servant beating shall be beaten only lightly. Much will be required of the person entrusted with much and still more will be demanded of the person entrusted with more. Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So, I'm going to try to put our first and gospel readings together, because I think they're very fitting. They go around the about the same lines, I think. And the reason I say that is because the the idea about having sin over us and the, the Christ coming at an unknown hour is kind of fitting. And I'll tell you why. If we look at sin and grace, if we, if we look at the two side by side, we can see that there's so many differences. Sin has no regard for God. Sin doesn't care about God, what God thinks of our lives. Sin just does what sin wants to do. It's just ignorant of God. It's ignorant of his blessings. Whereas grace is very prudent. Grace... Has to do with knowing God's will and acting in it, and grace also says that we have a different view of the world. We don't view the world the way sin does. Sin looks at the world as I'm only out for me. What can I get for me to 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 continue my uh, um. That's what I'm looking for. Um, so I can get ahead in life. What can I do to to to, to um um. What's the word? I cannot think of words tonight. How can I serve my best interest? There we go. What's in it for me? Well, grace... If we want to talk about grace, we're talking about the idea that we are uh, observant of how we act. And how we carry ourselves. Because Christ has made a way for us that we couldn't have done ourselves. So, you look at the idea of grace and you look at the idea of sin, and you can see how different they are. Now, let me put the first reading with the gospel reading, and I'll tell you exactly how. Again, we look at the parable that Christ uses about the, the, ma- the man servant who, you know, isn't prepared for the master's coming. That's the idea of sin. Sin is we are not prepared for Christ's coming, for Christ's return. So the man servant is so ignorant of when his master is going to come, he gets drunk, he eats all the food, he's ignorant, he doesn't prepare correctly the way that he was instructed to. And it doesn't matter the way that he was instructed. That's not the point. Let's not delve into little details. What we're talking about here is the idea of sin makes us not prepare for Christ's return. That is what the sum up of the reading and the gospel together. Sin makes us not prepare or it makes us ignorant. That's a better word, ignorant. Sin makes us ignorant of Christ's return. So we're not being watchful. We're not anticipating it. Sin is saying, oh, it doesn't matter. Sin doesn't care. Now... If you ask me, what is the, the the most sinful thing that we could have in the world? Well, I, I think it's a lot of things, and I can't put my finger on one of them, and I'm not going to try. But as a nation, in my opinion, if we do not get ourselves together and be more vigilant in preparing for Christ's return... We're going to be pleasantly surprised. And people go, he's not coming again. Oh, yes, he is. Yes, he is. There's no question. There's no question if he is. It's just a matter of when. And that we don't know. So for us to consider ourselves that we don't need to be preparing for when he comes again... It's out of ignorance and out of sinfulness. And if we consider ourselves followers of Christ... Then we need to not be ignorant of his return. I feel like too many people... Want to say they're Christian or say whatever they want... But they don't act like it. Why is that? Well... Because they don't think it matters. They can, you know, say that they are Christian, that they believe in Christ, but are they really, are they acting it? Are they going to be prepared for when the Master returns? That's the question I leave for you for this reading tonight, is are you going to be prepared for Christ's return? If you are not, let this be a wake-up call to you. Do not be like the manservant who got drunk, who ate the food, who ate all the food, who was careless. Don't be like that. If you're like that, I got news for you. It isn't going to work. Let's do our, uh, our, uh, our um, daily um, uh, reflection from St. Faustina. Alright, today's topic is on a parent's love. Imagine the parent who loves a child with burning love. They are committed in every way to the care and well-being of their child. Their love is steady and irrevocable from the time of birth on into adulthood. Now imagine the pains in this parent's heart if at some point their child walks out on them and fully rejects their love. This loving parent will not give up but will think about their child day and night, aching inside with love hoping to be able to receive their child back. This is a faint image of the love of the heart of Jesus. As a faint image, we must realize that when we reject the love of our Lord, the wound of love in his heart produces the deepest suffering. But this is a suffering of love, and instead of this wound of love causing him to reject us, it does the opposite. The more we turn from God, the deeper his wound of love, and the deeper his wound of love is, the more he pours out his mercy upon us. Never doubt for a single moment the irrevocable love God has for you. Believing in this love will give you courage to always return to our Lord. Reflect upon the love your parent has for you. No, it may not be perfect, and some may have experienced great hurt from a parent. But try to imagine what it would be like to have a parent who loves you with an unconditional love. The knowledge of this love will become a constant invitation to let them into your life. Reflect also on this being a faint image of the love of God for you. Do not doubt this love. Turn to it and trust in this irrevocable love of our merciful Lord. This is such a fitting reflection, and I'll tell you why. I'm not a parent myself, but my mother, and I'll give you a little, a little background real quick. My, I was a handful. I was a handful growing up Always getting into trouble Always doing stuff I wasn't supposed to be doing And believe me My mother got so frustrated So frustrated with me But not once Did she turn her back on me No matter how many times I messed up No matter how many times I do something I wasn't supposed to No matter how many times I screwed up or whatever happened No matter what situation I was in She never turned her back on me. Neither my parents have. And I'm thankful that I have such a close relationship with them today. Because I feel like not a lot of people do with their parents. Especially as they get older, you know, they feel like they have it all together. And they kind of reject their help. I'm glad I didn't do that. So, now that... You know, we have an idea of, you know, what is a parent's love for us like? It's so strong. It's so beautiful. It cannot break. That's the kind of love God has for you. Except his is more deeper than even a parent's love. And it's amazing to think about that, isn't it? It's amazing to think of that He loved us so much, He died on the cross for us. Out of love. And when we turn away, He just wants us back even more. There's a song, it's called uh, Irrevocable uh, Love. And I, I want you to listen to the lyrics of it because it's very fitting and you'll understand why in a minute. God dang it, stupid Google. Trying to find it. Trying to find it. I can't find it, but what it is, it's the um, I don't know what it is, oh, Oh, what is it, um, oh, my God, I can't remember, but I'll have, if I can remember it, I will post a link and Anchor, um, but it's, it's fitting, it's about the fact that, you know, no matter what we do, Oh, wait, I know what song it's called. No, mind, hold on. I just remembered it. But, you know, it's about what we do. Um... Okay, here we go. Before I spoke a word, you were singing over me. You have been so, so good to me. Before I took a breath, you breathed your life in me. You have been so, so good to me. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Oh, it chases me down, fights till I'm found, leaves the 99. I couldn't earn it, and I don't deserve it. Still, you give yourself away. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Yeah. When I was your foe, still your love fought for me. You, You have been so, so good to me. When I felt no worth, you paid it all for me. You've been so, so kind to me. The never, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Oh, it chases me down, fights till I'm found, leaves the 99. I couldn't earn it, I don't deserve it, still, you give yourself away. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. So, read that last part with me. Chases me down, fights till I'm found, leaves the 99, I couldn't earn it, and I don't deserve it. Still, you give yourself away. So, the idea of... The the love that God has for us, that he never stops searching. Guys, that's what he does. That's what the Lord does for us because he wants to be with us and he wants to provide for our cares. So we're going to do two prayers tonight. We're going to do the meditation prayer and then one that I, you know, we'll do our evening prayer. So here we go. Lord, help me to understand your irrevocable love. And as I understand this love, give me courage to never turn from you. But when I do, give me courage to always return to you. Your love is perfect and constant. It never fails and never gives up. Thank you, dear Lord, for loving me to this perfect degree. Help me to love you in return. Jesus, I trust in you. All right, let's do our evening prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, thank you for loving us so deeply. More than we can possibly ever understand. Thank you for being the constant rock that we can always turn to no matter what we may be facing, no matter what we may be dealing with. Thank you for being that constant in our lives. Lord, I ask that you answer our intentions that we may have in our heart tonight, which you know. And if it is in your will, to grant those intentions. And if it is not, to lead to better things than what we had hoped for ourselves. Lord, we put our faith in you, and we put our trust in you, and we love you. No matter what we may do, you constantly chase us down. And you fight till we're found. Thank you, Lord, for loving us so perfectly. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. As always, guys, thank you for listening. Really, it's nice to be back on. Like I said, things have been a little crazy, and I apologize for that. Um, things hopefully will get into a regular schedule soon. Uh, oh my goodness. So, like I said, thank you guys for bearing with me the last couple of weeks. Things have been a little crazy. So, uh, as always, thank you guys for listening to Catholic Reflections, and uh, I'll be back on in a few days. Good night. Bye-bye.